Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Anne, we're going to review a film entitled mm-hmm. Oz, the Great and Powerful. Uh-huh. And I got to tell you right off the bat, yeah. he ain't so great. I think they should retitle it Oz, the Dull and Ordinary. On one level, it's even worse than that. And on another level, it is quite spectacular. Yes, it is. So let's talk about the good things first. Okay. This is a film all about the character from the original Wizard of Oz film, The Wizard, and how he got to be a wizard in Emerald City. Mm-hmm. So we first see him in black and white, mm-hmm. just like the original. He's a con man, magician, in a cheap carnival. Mm -hmm. And he's chased out of that carnival by a jealous husband. He escapes. He jumps into a hot air balloon. Mm -hmm. He winds up in a typhoon that carries him to this strange place far away, just outside the Emerald City. And when he gets to the Emerald City, the film, of course, goes to Technicolor, and it's a fantastical place. I think the director, Sam Raimi, did a beautiful job in creating this wonderful world. Beautifully photographed. Yes, eye-popping CGI effects. That's the good news. (laughs) Yes. Now here's the bad news. If you happen to be over the age of 10 years old, you got problems. I agree with you. The main problems are James Franco, who plays the Wizard of Oz, Mm -hmm. and the three witches that he meets in the Emerald City played by Mila Kunis, Rachel Weisz, and Michelle Williams. Mm -hmm. Now, I got to tell you, these are three of the most beautiful women in the world. They all play witches, good witches, bad witches, both. And they are quite dreadful in this movie. (laughs) They're all dreadful witches. (laughs) Yes, they really are. And so is James Franco, whose work I like very much in 127 Hours and the James Dean story. Those three women have all been nominated for Oscars. Rachel Weisz has won Mm -hmm. her Oscar. I couldn't imagine what happened when all of them got together in this Sam Raimi-directed film, written by Mitchell Kapner and David Lindsay Abair, who is a wonderful, wonderful playwright. What happened here? I don't know, because the story is supposed to be a prequel to the wonderful Wizard of Oz film that was shot back in the late 30s 1939. and starred the wonderful Judy Garland and a wonderful cast of people. I think in this film, you mentioned that the casting was wrong. I think that the whole concept of the movie was off. I don't really think that this plot line of trying to find out what the wizard was all about and who he really was and so on sheds any great imaginative light on the original Wizard of Oz film. Not at all. And you mentioned the casting. This was crucial to this film. I think they made a terrible misstep when they cast James Franco. He wasn't their first choice. Their first choice was Johnny Depp. Their second choice was Robert Downey Jr. Both of them would have been better. I think the part calls for someone with a lot of swagger and a certain kind of smarminess. Remember, this character is a circus, carny magician Magician, who's really a charlatan. He really isn't any good at anything he does, and he's kind of a scam artist. He's taken out of that arena, and he is whisked off to the Oz world. There he's supposed to save the Oz inhabitants from a terrible fate. All of that is so confusing in this film. James Franco is a laid-back, cool, nice-guy actor. He doesn't fit 
the concept of a really bad, mischievous, evil, carny kind of character. Well, you know, those two actors that were asked to do this first, Robert Downey Jr. and Johnny Depp, they are very swaggering actors, and they're sly, and they're funny, and they're amusing. Even if they're playing bad guys, you just love watching them. James Franco does not have quite that kind of humor, no. that kind of persona on the screen. He's very good in so many other things. This yes. just didn't fit him. Right. Also, I think that the witches didn't add any zest to the carings on either. My Lacunas, she kind of bails out early as a pretty witch who has a thing for the James Franco character. Then you have the obvious casting of Michelle right. Williams as Glenda the Good Witch. She's about as exciting as a Velveeta cheese sandwich. Right. And then you have the beautiful Rachel Weiss. She probably fares the best in this film, but that's not saying very much. Well, she plays a villain from the very beginning, and we can accept that because she is really an awfully good actress. But the material she was given, you just thought, why is she evil? What's the deal? What's going on here? You know, you can cackle, and boy, Mila Kunis did a lot of that <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Right. I got so sick of her. For any adult, mm -hmm. or even any teenager, this is not a film you want to sit through. For me, Oz the Great and the Powerful was like a big wad of cotton candy. Pretty, but it ultimately lacked any real flavor. You know, <laughs> it left you hungry for more substantial fare. So Oz, the great and powerful, is a yellow light. Small fry will love it. Big fry can forget it. I didn't like it even that much, Anne. I'm giving it a red light. If a kid is not five, if, if a kid is mm -hmm. 10 or 12, they're going to pick up things in this film that are fairly adult material and nothing obscene or anything like that. But if they figure out who and what this guy is and what he's doing, that's not something I would want to drag my kid to. So I'm giving this a red light. I just really hated it a lot. It was my worst experience oh. at a theater in 2013. Okay. All right. A red light and a yellow light for Oz the Great and Powerful. Well, we'll come back and review another movie shortly. We hope you will join us at that time. Until then, my name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you will be a wizard and conjure up something exciting <laughs> and wonderful to watch the next time you go to the movies. Hi, I'm Christina Yerling Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts.